Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. All the information you need for total domination in Week 12 in fantasy football. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, and Marcus Grant got a full recap of Thursday Night Football fam. Even Jimmy Graham's dunk over the goalpost. You know, I can do that. I can really do that. Really? Five foot high goalpost, maybe. I used to always like it because you know you and I are about the same height. When they would, you go oh, like you basketball. Oh, you admit that we're at the same I'm height. I'm taller than you. No, you're not. Close. You are. Or they not. would lower the rims to like six feet so little guys can dunk. I, so I we can like dunk. That. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, there should be more. They should do that out in real leagues. Now. You're not taller than me. I am taller than you. Seriously, we did back to back. I'm taller than you are. Stop it. Oh, my goodness. We got all our big matchups. We're going to preview New England and Denver, Dallas and the Giants, Oakland, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. Fabs, the Dallas Cowboys could give up another 700 yards of offense this week. I will be smiling all the way to the fantasy bank if I have Andre Brown on my fantasy <laughs> roster, and I do in a bunch of teams. The Cowboys gave up 63 fantasy points the last time they played a football game to running backs. That's a lot. Adam Rank has his like-dislikes. We have our big spot starts of the week, all our injury updates, and weather looks like it's going to be a factor in a couple of games. Peyton Manning and cold weather going to be 25 degrees Sunday at Gillette. Welcome to the winter wonderland of the Northeast. Now, who do you like to, if, if weather's there, kickers, who, who do you have, are most nervous about? Wind, I'm worried about kickers and quarterbacks. And if it's wet, I'm worried about the quarterbacks and the kickers as well. But you probably have to stick with your studs this week. Yeah, one of those. The last couple of weeks it's been that way. It's, oh, boy, stick I don't like any studs. of these matchups. Because stick with you my know studs. what? If I bench a guy like Tom Brady because the weather's cold or Peyton Manning and they have three touchdown passes, then I got to blame that on me. All right, very good. You want to be able to blame other people. That's one of the big lessons we have for fantasy. <laughs> we see that a lot on Twitter. Yeah, don't take any blame yourself. Blame us. That's what, that's what we're here for. If you don't win, at least there's someone you can point the finger at and say, well, it wasn't my fault. Fantasy Live podcast begins now. Remember, you can join the conversation with us here. Tweet us, use the hashtag NFL Fantasy, or send your questions to our show's Twitter handle, at NFL Fantasy. But let's get right to the Thursday night matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Saints. This looked like there was going to be a lot of fantasy points in this one, at least very early. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, 
first quarter. Falcons opening possession after a touchdown pass was ruled down at the one-yard line. It's Steven Jackson in the end zone, fast. Steven Jackson scored a touchdown? There is proof. Look, he's still in the league right there, 39. Better late than never, I guess. Seven, unless you didn't play him. 7 nothing. Falcons ensuing Saints possession. It's Breeze looking for Benjamin Watson now, for the touchdown. Now, you started Ben Watson, didn't you? Yes, in a Ben Watson-only league. Oh. I started Ben Watson. Okay. Game is tied at 7. Second quarter, Saints driving. Here's Drew Breeze, fakes the handoff. The revenge of Jimmy Graham. The down, out, and up. 44 yards for a score, and then he treats the goalpost rather rudely. One word to describe Jimmy Graham. Beast. And here he goes. The touchdown was great. This was even better. Look at this. Yeah, you know, I can do this, Jason, actually. But the goalpost has to be a little lower. A little bit like five feet. Something like that. You do it? All right, very good. Saints 14-13 at the half. Fourth quarter, Falcons inside the Saints 25. Ryan hits wide receiver Darius Johnson on the screen, but Johnson fumbles. Saints recover. Rob Ryan extremely pumped up about this turn of developments. Yes! I love you. You're my boo. Under three minutes to go. <laughs> Falcons trail by four. Lineup for the 52-yarder. Matt Bryan misses. Falls away left. Falcons need to stop on the next Saints possession. And it's Pierre Thomas who had a phenomenal game. Picks up the first down on a 16-yard run. We were, very, we were very high on Pierre Thomas yesterday on the show. And he had a very big game. Saints win it by the final of 17-13. Breeze, 278 and a couple of touchdowns. Looked like it was going to be a, even a bigger night for him. Could have been a 30-point night, but all his fantasy points before halftime. Drew Breeze is so good that you get 18 points from him and you're like, man, <laughs> not that good. Saints defense gave you a nice night as well with 11 fantasy points. But Jimmy Graham, Fabs, he had been absent really from the production column for the last couple of weeks. Now Jimmy Graham's back. And there's no worries about the foot anymore. He is playing his full allotment of snaps, at least very close to it. And this guy is just a beast. He is an absolute man-child. This kid has been the best tight end in fantasy football over the last couple of seasons. And you know what? Drew Brees throwing him the football doesn't hurt. And I'm sure he'll be in the NBA slam dunk contest. He could February. be. I'm telling you, I could do that. <laughs> I could dunk over Five the goalpost. Five feet. Get Five me feet. a ladder. Get me a ladder. <laughs> All right, now, Pierre Thomas, we talked about him. We recommended him. You knew going into the game last night with Darren Sproles out, this was going to be a Pierre Thomas night. And this was probably his best all-around game we've seen. He is such a versatile performer. It really reminded me of back to a few years ago when he was such a big fantasy sleeper, a great pickup off the waiver wire. Pierre Thomas is back. Back in the passing game, back in the running game. He was huge last night. Every time they needed something, they gave it to Pierre Thomas. Now let's take a look at the Falcons and how they did on Thursday night. Wasn't an awful night. If you had Steven Jackson, if you were able to play him, you got nearly 14 fantasy points. Matt Ryan was just okay. Harry Douglas gave you nearly eight points, but all the way down there, Roddy White, 2.4. Is he even worth a roster spot at this point? No, he's not, unless you're in a deeper league and... We were hoping Roddy White would come back. You save him up on your waiver wire or on your roster and hope that something happens. Things have not turned for the better for Roddy White. It's 12 weeks in. Yeah, Adam Rank ahead of the curve, waved him a couple weeks ago. But now Steven Jackson, if you held on to him, is he okay to get back in your lineup? Still a risk-reward play, in my opinion. The Saints had come into this game, and they hadn't been good against the run. Steven Jackson made the most of it. Had a good game, his best game, one of the best games he's had all season for Atlanta. But I'm not ready to pick him up and be an RB2 at this point. To me, he's still a flex. All right, there you go. That's our TNF breakdown. Now time for all the big fantasy headlines. Let's send it over to Rankin Marcus, guys. Thank you, Jason. The fantasy professor, Marcus Grant, and I here at your latest fantasy headlines for a Friday, and we will start with that huge game. Denver wide receiver Wes Welker returned to the Broncos practice this week after suffering a concussion. Versus the Chiefs in Week 11. We know Welker wants to play in this huge game against his former team. We'll have more on Welker in this game later on in the show. But Welker's status 
is certainly worth keeping an eye on his kickoff approaches Sunday. Are you relieved? I, I think you are relieved. I think a lot of Broncos fans and fantasy owners were keeping a very close eye on Wes Welker, knowing that he returned to practice and he's looking better for that game on Sunday. I think it makes a lot of people feel better. He'll be a little bit motivated. That's my guess. Absolutely. Detroit Lions wide receiver Nate Burleson has been out since week three after a single car accident where he suffered an arm injury, saving two passenger seat. Wait for it. Wait for it. Two passenger seat pizzas from a date with his vehicle's floor. Now, seriously, I'm not making this up. <laughs> the good news is he's been cleared for contact and returned to practice this week. And the Lions, and he's returning to the Lions, he's likely to start. Now, you look at the matchup, Megatron will be up against Rebus Island. Is Nate Burleson a pretty good play? I'm not going with Nate Burleson just yet. And look, I know that, he's, that Megatron's going up against Darrell Rebus. I'm not worried about that because... Megatron. I mean, he right. it doesn't matter who's guarding him. He's got three guys on him. Megatron makes plays. I'm not worried about him. Nate Brolson, I am worried about. I'm staying away from him. If you ever consider benching Megatron, you don't deserve him. You really don't. That, that should be You should have to trade him away at that point. All right. More bad news for Cheesehead fans who have suffered significant injuries to their starting quarterback, tight end, and their number one receiver. And speaking of that number one receiver, Randall Cobb told the Green Bay Press-Gazette it's not looking good for his return this season, saying, quote, Right now, today, I can't play. I'm doing everything I can. I'm working my butt off in the rehab process. This is something that just needs time. It's getting better. There's still no timeline on when I can come back. So, Marcus, is it time to free up some roster space here if you've been hanging on to Randall Cobb? Yeah, I think it is at this point because you're at a point in the season where you're not really worried about depth. You're trying to build the best possible roster. No point of hanging on and waiting for a guy that you're not sure when he's going to come back. You go, you, you move him off to the waiver wire. You worry about somebody else because Randall Cobb, he was great. Unfortunately, that time's passed. And time now to take a look at the latest injury information from around the league on Friday. Some big-name running backs, although I'm a little offended. Darren McFadden is up ahead of Adrian Peterson. That just doesn't seem right, Marcus. Alphabetical, right? Yeah, it must be. Trent Richardson, <laughs> Ben Tate, Greg Jennings, Hakeem Nix, Mike Wallace, Wes Welker, Jordan Reed. Guys, we are keeping an eye on as the weekend approaches, but... Trent Richardson was limited at Colts practice with a calf injury and is officially listed as questionable for Sunday, which, if anything, makes the decision the decision easy the, for you to say. Easy, not so easy for me to say, <laughs> but the decision to put on the bench a little bit easier, right? Is Donald Brown the guy we should be going with? Well, I think he's the guy you go with you know, going forward. I don't know about this week so much. It's a tougher matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. They're very good against the run. But beyond that, yeah, if you're looking for a running back in that Colts backfield, it's Brown over Richardson. Yeah, it's, it's a tough matchup, but Donald Brown has played so well when he's been getting the opportunities. It's tough to bench him, even though I know it's tough against the Cardinals. I will say the one thing that, that may work in your favor for Donald Brown is because of the guys on by. You have Marshawn Lynch, who is out. You've got uh, you know, the Eagles who are on a bye, so I think that certainly helps your decision. It's not looking good for Oakland Raiders wide receiver Darius Moore this weekend. Moore is battling a shoulder injury and might not play Sunday versus the Titans, with rookie quarterback Mac McGloin getting a second consecutive start on Sunday. Do you take a flyer on Michael Rivera? I don't know that this week is the week to do it. Michael Rivera is a guy who's a very deep sleeper. Uh, maybe if you're a big fan of Glee, right? stick him in your lineup. But His sister's on the show. Exactly, but I don't know that you, you play him this week. I just think the matchup against the Titans is not in his favor. All right, thanks, Marcus. Now be sure to set your DVRs and tune in to the late airing of NFL Fantasy Light tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. We'll have the full injury report and the latest news and notes from around the National Football League as we head into Sunday. Now, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going game by game through the NFL Week 12 schedule and have the answers to all your lineup questions your squad faces heading into Sunday. Plus, 
With teams like the Eagles, Seahawks, and Bengals on a bye, our experts have the Sunday spot start names you need to plug in and play this weekend. NFL Fantasy Live is back right after this. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here's a look at the Week 12 NFL schedule. Vikings, Packers, Jaguars, Texans, Chargers, Chiefs. Plenty of people nervous about playing Phillip Rivers, me included. Bears and Rams get going at 1 p.m. Eastern. Take a look at some of the late games from Week 12. Titans and the Raiders, Colts and the Cardinals. Andrew Luck, not the best matchup in the world. Then you got Cowboys, Giants, Broncos, Patriots, and the 49ers and the Redskins on Monday Night Football. Very terrific slate of games there for Week 12. But... Who's going to come out on top? You tell us by going to NFL.com slash Pick'em and participating in our weekly Pick'em Fantasy game. There you can select winners for every game on Sunday and accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. See how you stack up against all the experts and Hall of Famers from NFL Network. You can sign up today at NFL.com slash Pick'em. So time now to take a look at our own version of Fantasy Pick'ems right here. Going to spotlight some matchups and see who we think are going to win, and who are some fantasy guys we're keeping an eye on. Fabs, let's kick things off. Bucks, lions who wins and who are you keeping an eye on? I'm going with the Lions, 33-20 to 20 in what's going to be a very high-scoring game there in Detroit. And I want to talk about Reggie Bush. Now, Reggie Bush is a guy, if you look at his numbers over the last few weeks, they haven't been that good. He started declining there. Last week we had the issue with Joyke Bell, with Reggie Bush fumbling. Now, Bush has come out and said, I'm never going to fumble again. We'll see what happens. I still play him this week, but the Buccaneers are allowing an average of right around 15 fantasy points per game to running backs. It's sort of right in the middle. It's not a great matchup. It's not a bad matchup. Bush is still an RB2, I think a high-end RB2 for this contest. If we look at the other side of the ball and talk about Bobby Randy, who is probably the hottest waiver wire pickup in all of fantasy football this week. Randy had a big game last week, but this is a much tougher matchup. The Lions are allowing right around 15 fantasy points per game to running backs as well. No rushing touchdowns allowed, though, in their last six games. So Randy, to me, is someone that, number one, you try to sell high on. Number two, use him as a flex. All right, let's move on to the Vikings and the Packers. The Christian Ponder versus Scott Tolzien Bowl. Rank, what do you think? I like the Packers in this one. It might come as a little bit of a surprise season with Scott Tolzien, but I look for the Packers to win this one pretty big. 38-10 to 10 over those Minnesota Vikings. And the guy who I'm really paying attention to is Jordy Nelson, a guy who has carried one of my squads this season, and I still like him going up there with the backup quarterback, as you see right there. He's had a great history, recent history at least, against the Minnesota Vikings. He is a number one wide receiver. I'm going to go with him each and every week because you know, even if you're a backup quarterback, you got one guy you're going to be looking at, you're going to be locking on in. It's going to be Jordy Nelson. Now on the other side of the football, of course, Greg Jennings will be returning home to Lambeau Field. At least he won't have to see Aaron Rodgers throwing 13 passes to, to uh, Jordy Nelson there. But the one guy I want to focus in on, Cordero Patterson. He was targeted a lot last week against the Seahawks. There's the bell. <laughs> I couldn't even get to him. <laughs> what do you think about him? A lot of targets. That's somebody to keep an eye on, not somebody to start. All right, and not Greg Jennings. No, not Greg Jennings. Right. If you get fantasy points for questioning your coach's strategy, then play Greg Jennings. Huge day. All right, very good. Let's take a look at the Bears and the Rams right now. I'm going with the Rams in this one, 24-16. couple of guys I'm keeping an eye on here. Number one is Tavon Austin. Look, he had a huge week two weeks ago. He was phenomenal. He's on a bye. What do you do with him this week? Tavon Austin is still a very big of a much of a risk-reward type player. Fewer than six targets in five games. He's almost like a little bit better than Kenny Stills. Where, okay, maybe he'll catch two or three passes a game. you got to hope one of them's a touchdown. You can play Tavon Austin. This is a pretty decent matchup, but only for play him as a flex. Don't play him any higher than that. Josh McCown has been very good. 
Five touchdowns, no picks in four games this season, but this is a Rams defense that does it all. They're playing at home. They get after the quarterback. They intercept passes. They take him back for touchdowns. You got Tavon Austin returning punts. This is where you sit Josh McCown and you play the Rams defense. I'm playing in our experts league where I need a win. Rams defense is a better play this week than Josh McCown. Let's take a look now at the Steelers and the Browns. Marcus, uh, what do you like in this one? I like the Steelers to win this one 19-16. Not looking for a lot of points in this one, but a guy I'm really keeping an eye on is Ben Roethlisberger. I said earlier in the week, I think Big Ben strikes midnight. He's been really good the last couple of weeks. I don't see it this week. I know everybody talks historically about how well he's played against the Cleveland Browns, but the Browns have not given up a rush or a, a receiving touchdown in three of their last four games at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus, you have to worry a little bit about Antonio Brown since he's likely going to be locked up on Joe Hayden. That hasn't worked out well for a lot of receivers this year. On the other side, Jordan Cameron's a guy who has worried a lot of fantasy owners. I know his BFF, Adam Rank, is a little bit down on him right now with the way things have gone, but I think he picks it up this week. The Steelers' secondary is going to be very concerned about Josh Gordon and Greg Little. That means there should be room to operate in the middle of the field for Jordan Cameron. I think he kind of redeems himself a little bit. Huge bounce back for him. There you go. There you go. I sent him a copy of Adventureland this week. This so is it's one of his favorite now. movies, so now we're all good. It's all good. We're all good. <laughs> all right, now as far as Antonio Brown goes, we talk about how sometimes guys have bad matchups, but you have to play your studs anyway. Yes. Antonio Brown, Joe Hayden, what do you do? Certainly one of those guys. I look a couple of weeks ago, Jordy Nelson was going up against Joe Hayden. You know what? I went out. I started Jordy Nelson. He rewarded me with a touchdown. You know what? Sometimes it happens in fantasy football. You'll take a risk. I mean, people are wondering, hey, should I start Kenny Stills or should I start Antonio Brown? And sometimes, you know what? You want it. You overthink matchups like that. I'm going to give Antonio Brown the benefit of the doubt here. All right, real quick, Emmanuel Sanders, does he become a better play because of what's going on the other He's side? He's a PPR guy. I think a PPR three. He will see more targets because I don't think they're going to go in Joe Hayden's direction a lot, which is why I'm a little bit worried about Antonio Brown. But Sanders, a lot of the times, guys, when we've seen him in games, he doesn't produce as we expect him to. So temper expectations. All right, here's our picks for the games. We're in lockstep on the Lions winning this one. But I'm the lone wolf in every other game here. I feel like I'm like Zach Galifianakis, and I'm all by myself. Always have to be a contrarian, <laughs> don't you? Uh, you know what? Wait, didn't he have a wolf pack? He had a one-man wolf pack. <laughs> one-man wolf pack. And then he okay. met his brothers, who became a bigger wolf pack in the wolf okay, pack. Okay, so group. are we in your wolf pack? Yes, you are in my one-man wolf pack. Really? Yes. What, is, what do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? <laughs> do they dream of beating Steelers? <laughs> or lions or bears. I don't know. You know what? That's a great segue because we got our own lone wolf coming up right here. And that's Jim Kosick, our resident fantasy meteorologist from ABC4 in Salt Lake City, to find out how the weather is going to affect some of the games we just discussed, as well as a few others. Jim? Well, let me start off by just saying, ow! It's the weekend. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Hey, wolves hang out in packs, Jason, and we got a pack of storms to contend with. One right about there that's going to hook up with this bad boy right here. You know what that means? Cold air. Because in the wake of this, Canada is invading the U.S. of A., and there's lake effect with the frozen tundra. It just can't be good. Let's start you off with the bolts at the uh, chefs here. Wow. You know what the average high in San Diego is this time of the year? 68. And I never was good at math, but that's a lot of degrees colder right there. Wow, to say the least. And there's more cold air. Matter of fact, lake affects snow. Gotta love Cleveland for that. Now factor in the wind, it'll probably feel like it's in the single digits outside for crying out loud. And a dome team is headed, finally, 
Finally, week after week, we've been waiting for the frozen tundra. It is back. 21 degrees at Lambeau at kickoff. Wow. Well, it's a lot warmer down the road for the Finns and the Panthers, but there's wind and rain to be had. And even up the road, oh, in East Rutherford, a lot of cold air. Hey, last but not least, though, we're going to have an update with Jason and the crew on this matchup Sunday evening. I'll have more weather on that coming up in just a little bit from now as well, gentlemen. All right, thanks, Jim. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live. We continue to break down Sunday's schedule in search of our fantasy matchup of the week. Will it be the Manning and, Manning and Brady showdown in New England or the Cowboys and Giants steal the lone wolf spotlight in New Jersey? But next, the fantasy trade deadline is hours away. We've got the names you should be wheeling and dealing for as tonight's deadline approaches. Ooh. Trade deadline Friday night. We've asked you all week to submit your fantasy trade questions. And with those in hand, we chose our favorites to answer here on the show. We'll start with a quarterback trade query. Here we go. Do I trade Stafford when I have Nick Foles? Hashtag fantasy trades. What do you do? I think you can get rid of Matt Stafford. You look at the way it shakes up for him in the playoffs. He finishes his last two weeks in the playoffs with the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Giants. That is not particularly friendly. Meanwhile, you look at Nick Foles. He finishes with three really good matchups against the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears. It looks a lot better for Nick Foles. I think you make that move. Yeah, who knew? And you can back up Nick Foles on the waiver wire. There's plenty of good quarterbacks each and every week. Yeah, Glennon is likely out there for you. Joe Flacco's got a good matchup this week. There's plenty of players out there. But at this point, you're riding with Nick Foles' rank. I mean, this tells you how unpredictable fantasy is. And the guy doesn't turn the ball over. That's the one thing that has to be encouraging for everybody. He does very good with it. And he's getting everybody involved. Riley Cooper's been more involved. Deshaun Jackson hasn't seen his production go down. In fact, it's just stayed level. So that's pretty good. He's getting everybody involved, playing well. Great option for you going forward. All right, speaking of some quarterbacks to trade for and trade away, we've told you all week some players at the big skill positions. Trade for Tom Brady, trade for Foles if you can. Rivers, Tony Romo, trade away Luck, trade away Matt Ryan, trade away Russell Wilson. These are tough decisions, guys, but you got to make them because you can't sit there with two quarterbacks on your roster. Good luck trying to get rid of Matt Ryan now. <laughs> Everybody's clamoring to get Matt Ryan. Yeah, you had to trade him when he was hot going into last night. That was the night to do it. All right, here's a running back trade question. Le'Veon Bell okay. for Larry Fitzgerald. And Ryan Matthews. Why are you, you doing? making this deal? Who's doing what? Who wants either one of these three guys? These are three guys on my get rid of board, as we've talked about. And you were the one who really brought this up. Is Le'Veon Bell just doesn't look good as a running back. You watch him. He's getting a lot of opportunities. But the big thing is at the goal line, he's not getting those chances. So if you can get rid of him, yes. But I would probably look for somebody a little bit better than Ryan Matthews, who admittingly is having a decent year, but not a great year. And Larry Fitzgerald, who week to week, you never know what you're going to get from him. No, Ryan Matthews just needed all of us to not believe in him, and now suddenly and he he's finally fulfilling that potential. There we go. All right, here's some running backs to trade for. Actually, I'm going to show you uh, uh, running back to trade for for A.J. Green. Now, you want to go out and get A.J. Green, number one wide receiver. You know, What kind of run back, running back can you get in return for him? Well, I think you can get a, a higher-end running back. I mean, I think you're looking at a guy maybe like a Matt Forte, somebody like that, somebody who especially you want somebody who has potential to not only run the football but to catch the football as well. A.J. Green, I know he's been up and down. I know he's kind of ebbed and flowed with the struggles of Andy Dalton, but I think you can get somebody very, very productive for a guy like A.J. Green. I think right. you get a lot of dead air on the other side when you call and try to make a deal for A.J. Green. <laughs> even as he struggles, as you say, a lot of people still 
put a lot of value into his name. And just having A.J. Green seems like a great play each and every week. Here's some players you can trade for. Some running backs, Joy Bell, Reggie Bush's situation in Detroit getting a little more tenuous by the day. Eddie Lacy, Zach Stacy really coming through so far this season. Trade away Reggie Bush at some point. You have to think C.J. Spiller is going to get opportunity or Fred Jackson's going to get hurt, which is what happens to the guy every single season in Buffalo. Yeah, I expect a lot of people to be winning their fantasy leagues, surprisingly enough, with C.J. Spiller. <laughs> it's just right when you're ready to give up on him. That's when he starts to play really well. And then next year, everybody's going to draft him in the first. Like, C.J. Spiller. <laughs> he ended so great. I think the question is, if you're making a, a deal for Joyke Bell, is he a mutter? Ask yourself this question. Ah, okay. Is he a mutter? All right, especially not at home. <laughs> especially not at home. <laughs> All right, here's one. Adrian Peterson and Torrey Smith for Eddie Lacy and Des Bryant. A lot of big names in this trade. I don't hate this trade, especially if you have Adrian and Peterson and you're getting rid of them because getting back Eddie Lacy – over the stretch drive, Eddie Lacy could probably get you more points going forward because he is going to be the number one guy. And a pretty good offense, we assume Aaron Rodgers will come back at some point, and Eddie Lacy has become a big part of that offense. And you get Des Bryant and Torrey Smith, you know, that's who you're that's a pretty good bargaining chip to give up. Now, here's a bigger question, though, guys, for Adrian Peterson. With him being banged up, the Vikings falling out of contention, he's got that groin injury that he says is stopping him from being who he is. How long until the Vikings say, okay, sit down, Toby Gerhardt, get in there for the rest of the way? Yeah, I think at this point, don't be afraid to trade away Adrian Peterson or at least kind of reserve him on your bench, especially a week like this. You mentioned he's not 100%. The Packers' run defense is pretty good. And at some point, everybody's just loading up to stop Adrian Peterson. He's not the must-start he once was at the beginning of the year. All right, here we go. Here's some wide receivers to trade for and trade away. Again, these are guys we talked about all week long here on the show. Victor Cruz, Brandon Marshall, trade for Cecil Shorts. What have we told you all year long on the show? When a guy says, I want the football, he gets the football. That's exactly what Cecil Shorts did this week. So you can play Cecil Shorts. Akbar is very happy that we are recommending Cecil Shorts. And the show he's not even on. And we're saying play Cecil Shorts. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. You've been on that all, all year. You know what? The guys who are, are, are barking for playing time or time. Touches or targets, they keep getting them. Except the squeaky wheels generally don't play in Jacksonville. This, this is true. See, why'd you have to do that for me? <laughs> Coming up next on NFL Fantasy Live, Chris Johnson has been on a torrid pace. Can he keep it up? Plus, Peyton heads to New England, while Dez and the boys have a big NFC East showdown in MetLife. We're breaking down more games and bring you the fantasy matchup of the week as soon as we return. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Thursday night football, Falcons and the Saints. Matt Ryan. Hoping that all his receivers would be upright by the end of the game. Drew Brees expecting a big one. First quarter, Falcons opening possession. Steven Jackson gets the carry, goes in for a touchdown. Reich, you got points out of Steven Jackson. Nope, because that helps no one. <laughs> we all benched him. 7 nothing. Falcons. Saints would take the lead at halftime. Never relinquish it. Here goes Brees. 44 yards to Jimmy Graham. Look at this guy. He's a monster. He is an absolute monster, Jimmy Graham. And then if you got fantasy points for when your guy scores a touchdown, goes, dunks the football over the goalposts, and bends the goalposts, well, Jimmy Graham is really your guy. I could do that. Have they, have they passed the rule yet that you can't do that anymore? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be on Tuesday. It'll be the Jimmy Graham rule. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that helped no one, Jimmy Graham. Thank you. Here's the Thursday night fantasy recap. The Saints winning 17-13. Nice night from Drew Brees. Not a great night, but a nice one. Good night for Jimmy Graham. Marcus, you're playing him in the expert sleep here. Thomas continues to play well. He excelled with Darren Sproles out of the lineup. Steven Jackson, finally, after a long time, you were rewarded with Steven Jackson, but it might be just awesome. a little bit too yeah. late. You think? <laughs> <laughs> 
Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at some more game previews here for this weekend. Titans and the Raiders, that matchup 405 Eastern on Sunday. A couple of guys we're paying attention to right now, Rod Streeter and Delaney Walker. And Fabs, Rod Streeter's a guy who, I can't, hey, it's tough to say it after one game, but Matt McGloin's got a guy. And it's Rod Streeter. He's got a guy, and I would be more excited about him if it weren't for the fact that the Titans have given up the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So I'm not in love with Rod Streeter. I think this is a guy who's a desperation three in most leagues because of this matchup, guys. The Titans, they just don't budge against wide receivers. I know. What about Delaney Walker? He's had a couple of nice games in a row now. Can you give him a world tight end? I like Delaney Walker more. He has scored more fantasy points than any tight end in the National Football League over the last two weeks. The Raiders have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to Walker's position at home this season. He is a low-end tight end number one. Let's get to the Cowboys and the Giants. This one at 425 p.m. on Fox. And it looks like there's a crowded situation now for the Dallas Cowboys goes with Miles Austin coming back. Terrence Williams has been terrific so far this season, Marcus. So how do you proceed on Sunday? Well, I think at this point you proceed with a a flex option at best for Terrence Williams. Miles Austin, I'm pumping the brakes on right now. It's been so long since he's been on the field. I'm very concerned about what he has to offer. And I have to start Terrence Williams. At least I have the decision to start Terrence Williams in a league. You've got more guys out there to split those targets. And they're going up against a giant secondary that has really been good, especially over this four-game winning streak. It really concerns me. And like I said, Terrence Williams, flex option, I think, at best. All right, let's go to the other side of the coin rank. Eli Manning, what kind of a play is he this week? Love Eli Manning. If you're in a situation where you have Nick Foles and you're counting on him and didn't really pay attention to the bye weeks, well, you can go up and pick up Eli Manning. He's probably available in your league right now. Great matchup against the Cowboys. They haven't been able to stop anybody. Nobody has given up more points to fantasy quarterbacks this season than the Dallas Cowboys. Can't stop anybody, and they've been even worse in recent weeks. This is a, this is a great plan. I'm telling you, I'm going to predict it right now. I've been saying this for weeks. The Giants are going to win the NFC East. They I can clinch it down in my Can't mind. they clinch it this week with a win? I think they do. <laughs> right? It's like the first of seven wins. It's the NFC East. <laughs> All right, so we've previewed just about every game this week, and not a lot of other big games going on. Wait a minute. Oh, the Jets and the Ravens. We have to pre- – oh, no, no. Well, no, we cares about that game. Nope. All right, go ahead, roll it. You won't care about this, but go ahead. Fiery left, looking to the end zone. Touchdown! Looks, Decker is in the end zone, and touchdown, Denver! Apparently, Tim Brady and, and Paul Manning are going to be very good against each other this week. Here's a Peyton and Tom Brady matchup 14. Here's where Peyton Manning ranks this year. All those numbers in red leading the National Football League. So, guys, obviously, Peyton Manning passes the test. You're playing him against the Patriots this week. But Tom Brady, rank, can you trust him now to play him? That's crazy we're saying, you, but can you trust you even, Brady? Why do you even ask me this question? <laughs> I want to see if you're going to change. Have, I'm never going to change. I have Tom Brady. I've committed to Tom Brady, and I'm going to trust him this week. The Broncos have given up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks, and especially on the road. So I look for this to be a pretty good matchup. If you've been burned by Tom Brady this year, which I have... This is the this is the week. This is it. I've convinced myself this is the week. All right, very good. We, I, every week I'm going to ask you about Tom Brady. It's just and I'm going to go say I'm way. starting him. Right, I, don't, very nice. I, I don't even go through the exercise of picking up a guy to pretend like I'm going to put him in there and be like, no, no, no. I'm making this smart. I'm putting in Glenn in this. No, it doesn't matter. Tom Brady, my guy, each and every week. 
All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. Who's got the edge here, Wes Welker or Danny Amendola? Welker now coming back from a concussion, Marcus. So who do you like here? I like Wes Welker in this one. I mean, it, it's his homecoming, first of all. I mean, usually when you get back on campus, you see all your fr- – wait. <laughs> no, but it's his homecoming for Wes Welker. He'll be back in Foxborough. Look, I know he hasn't gotten in the end zone a lot in recent weeks, but you can count on targets for Wes Welker. I mean, this is a guy who, in general, is around 10 targets a week. So he's going to get the football in his hands. Certainly he has the extra motivation. Meanwhile, you look at Danny Amendola. Some weeks he's big. Some weeks he disappears. I just don't know that you can count on his consistency, even against a shaky Broncos defense. I like Welker to have the advantage. And Wes will be at the Dirty Pig and Whistle this weekend for Happy Hour on Friday, <laughs> signing autographs with the rest of the team. The Kimbrell Tompkins fabs, his stock is up, it's down, it's up, it's down. What is it this week? It's down. I don't trust Kenrell Tompkins. Uh, this has become a crowded wide receiving core now that Danny Amendola is back. I like Aaron Dobson more in this contest. The Broncos have been tougher against wide receivers over the last four weeks as well. Keep him on the bench or the waiver wire. All right, Adam Rank has brought us Shanahanigans. He has also brought us Bellatrix, which has now apparently overtaken the Patriots' backfield. Take a look right now at what we've seen last week as far as the Patriots' running backs go. Hey, there's Stephen Ridley with 13 rushing attempts, no reception. Shane Vereen, one rushing attempt, eight catches. LeGarrette Blunt, 10 carries. This after Stephen Ridley had another costly fumble. So proceeding here, guys, what do you do here? I mean, this is, this is every week it changes. It's all about your scoring system. Ridley is going to be a better play in standard formats, assuming he doesn't fumble again, which has been a problem. Farine's going to be a better option in PPR leagues. I could say as high as an RB2. LeGarrette Blunt, keep him on the waiver wire. See, but with Ridley, I, I don't even see him being a big major factor in this game. I don't think they saw it at the end of last year. The Patriots had given up on him. They'd moved through the playoffs with Shane Vereen. Expect that to happen this week. All right, now as far as the other side of the coin goes, no Sean Marino. Uh, people who don't know Sean Marino, Marcus, they were very happy up until last week. <laughs> yeah, they were very happy until last week. Then all of a sudden, Monte Ball shows up here and starts making plays and getting in the end zone. I think at this point, though, you go with no Sean Marino. He's the guy who gets a lot of the carries. And I think more importantly, he's the guy you know is going to be on the field more often. He's better in pass protection. That's going to be important in this football game. So as long as he's on the field, he's the guy I think you go with. Monte Ball, maybe if you're really hurting and you need a flex play or something like that, but I just don't know that you can count on him to get in the end zone a couple times. Well, we do is when he fumbles, then you know he's going to get a touchdown. Exactly. Uh, unlike anybody else so in the NFL. So you pray for him to put the ball on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> Here's our expert projections aggregately for the Broncos and the Patriots. Big days from Peyton Manning, Noshawn, Welker, Thomas, Decker, Julius Thomas near 10. On the Patriots side, Gronkowski, Danny Amendola, Shane Vereen, Stephen Ridley, about between that 7 and 10 spot. And Tom Brady, if you get you 17, you'd be pretty happy. Now, we just broke down the big game, but we aren't done yet here on NFL Fantasy Live. When we return, Adam Reich is handing out thumbs up and thumbs down for some of fantasy's biggest stars. Find out where your guys fall in this week's Like Dislike. We're back after this. Hey, everybody. Adam Rank here. And every Friday, I post my likes and dislikes in the world of fantasy football, sports, TV, movies, and so much more. This week, we lament the loss of the true old-school Survivor Series matches. You can check that out at NFL.com slash like, dislike. But let's start with the fantasy football. My first like of the week, Matthew Stafford. Now, everybody will be talking about Manning versus Brady, and rightfully so. But Stafford has been one of the most consistent fantasy quarterbacks in recent weeks. In fact, he scored at least 18 fantasy points in five consecutive games. The Bucs have allowed the eighth most fantasy points to quarterback this year. And to top it off, his top receiver just got his own Transformer action figure. A quarterback I don't like this week is RG3. And this has nothing to do with him being a Marvel guy. Well, maybe a little. But you know what? I bet RG3 sees a lot of similarities between himself and his hero, the Hulk. And no, this has nothing to do with Mike Shanahan looking like Thunderbolt Ross. 
All right, maybe a little. But maybe all of RG3's teammates and luminaries are taking shots at him to get him angry, like Tony Stark did to the hole. It's an interesting theory, but I still bench him against the 49ers defense. I like running back Andre Brown this week, and he's scored a rushing touchdown in six of his last seven games he's played. And now he's got the Dallas Cowboys, who have allowed eight rushing touchdowns in the last three games. Yes, I'm as surprised as you that a 73-year-old defensive coordinator fired by his own son hasn't turned around the Cowboys' defense. Wild. Let's move on to a running back I don't like. Actually, I'm going to give you a twofer. I don't like Chris Ivory as the Ravens have allowed only one rushing touchdown to running backs this season. No team in NFL history has allowed less than two rushing touchdowns for an entire year. And on the other side, the Jets have allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs, so I don't like Ray Rice, or as I like to call Rice, fantasy football dream killer. And finally, I like this Alshon Jeffrey kid. The matchup is pretty tough, but sometimes you have to play your studs against a tough defense. Jeffrey has scored at least 10 fantasy points in four consecutive games, and he has been targeted a ton by Josh McCown. And you know what? That's all I ask. Give my receiver a chance to catch the ball. You know what? You want some more names? I will give you some more names. Let's take a look at that. Right now, some guys I like. Eli Manning, DeMarco Murray, Kendall Wright, Kobe Fleener. Joe Flacco gets a dislike along with Ryan Matthews, Antonio Browns, and Antonio Gates. So right now... Let's send it over to Jason Smith and the fellas for some Week 12 spot starts. Thank you, Mr. Rank, and thank you for the 25-year anniversary of running down Andre the Giant winning <laughs> the very first Survivor Series. Time now for our Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight. Spot starts of the week. Now, these are players that you may not play again the rest of the season, but you're playing them this week because you have a bad matchup or you got guys on a bye. So, Fabs, give me your big spot start. Adam had Joe Flacco as a dislike, and as much as I like Adam, I dislike that prediction because (laughs) Joe Flacco has got a great matchup against the New York Jets. This team has been awful against quarterbacks on the road. Look at the last four quarterbacks they've played on the road. E.J. Manuel, 18 fantasy points. Andy Dalton, 32 fantasy points. Matt Ryan, almost 19 fantasy points. The combination of Jake Locker and Ryan Fitzpatrick, almost 28 fantasy points. I'm starting Joe Flacco this week. All right, let's go back to Mr. Rank as we continue to on to move down the one-man gang, King Kong Bundy, Bam Bam Bigelow list of players and, and wrestlers who wrestled in that first Survivor Series. Who's your guy this week, Rank? One of the mega powers, Mike Glennon. <laughs> Although you said this has to be a guy we'll never start again. I've been starting Mike <laughs> Glennon each and every week. But you know what? He's owned in just 3% of NFL.com fantasy leagues, but this should be higher. He's been so fantastic. He scored at least 15 Fantasy points in five of his last six games. Eight touchdowns, just two turnovers over that stretch. He's not turning the ball over a ton. He's making smart plays. He's making smart throws. I really like this guy. He's a spot start. I almost say a must start. He's carrying one of my teams, so Mike (laughs) Lennon's my guy. Jason, who is your mega power this week? All right, thank you, Mr. Rankin. Yeah, you've been on Glennon throughout the season. He's been terrific if you picked him up a few weeks ago. I'm going to go running back. I'm going to go with Chris Obanaya for a couple of reasons. Number one, the eyeball test. Willis McGahee can't get past the line of scrimmage without tripping and falling down. Obanaya clearly is the more explosive guy. He's recovered from that rib injury that the Browns said this is what held him back most of the season. You saw what he did last week. 12 targets against the Bengals. He's someone that can rush for 50 yards, can catch about 50 yards and passes for you. And the Steelers this week, Pittsburgh is the third worst team in the National Football League. They've allowed 12 rushing touchdowns to running backs. That's the third worst. Obaniah, maybe you don't play him the rest of the way, but certainly this week, he's a very good play. Marcus, give me your guy. Well, I spent all week trying to figure out who I was going to go with, and I thought, Jaguars. 
I mean, that's what we do. At least once a week, we pick on the Jaguars on this show. So this time, I'm going with Garrett Graham at the tight end spot. Garrett Graham has been fantastic, taking over for the injured Owen Daniels there in Houston. And the Jaguars have given up the second most fantasy points per game to tight ends this season. Graham had 13 targets last week in the win over the, or in the game against the Raiders. He's he's pretty much available. You figure he's owned in less than 12% of NFL.com leagues. Things are looking very good for Garrett Graham this week. And you look, like I said, we pick on the Jaguars once a week. This is that opportunity. Yeah, why not? And you're playing plug-and-play at tight end, so why not give Garrett Graham a whirl? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Here is our projections for this week. Michael Fabiano projects Flacco for over 18 fantasy points. Rank gives Glennon a huge week with 19. I'm giving 13 for Chris Obanaya. Garrett Graham, 10.5 points. If I ever got 10.5 points in my tight end, I would have a party. Those are our <laughs> Hotels.com fantasy spotlight. Spot starts of the week for Sunday. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, you've asked them, we'll answer them. We'll go rapid fire through your line of questions for week 12 as NFL Fantasy Live continues. Earlier on NFL Fantasy Live, we checked in with our resident meteorologist, Jim Kosick, from ABC4 in Salt Lake City, brought us all kinds of weather, how that's going to affect the games on Sunday. Hey, look, in cold air, that ball could be a brick. Let's go back out to Jim for some of Kosick's calls for Week 12. Jim? You ever try to kick a brick, let alone even throw it? Now, I could have called out any kickers in the six games that I already highlighted, but I'm calling out the QBs here because you can't throw a brick. Jason Campbell can't throw a brick. And listen, Ben Roethlisberger with the glove. You're a quarterback in the NFL, for crying out loud. You're trying to be Michael Jackson? Is that what you're doing? Ah, I'm passing. And a dumb quarterback going to the frozen tundra? Take a huge pass on Christian Ponder. Now, we all know that the Panthers' rushing attack has been pathetic. So, Cam Newton, take over with the wind and the rain in Miami. Take over! Because your running backs are pathetic. And meanwhile, we've already seen three times this year Kembrell Tompkins awful in lousy weather let's make it four and with more cold air ryan matthews is gonna struggle and hey just to make sure guys jason pierre paul mouthing off about my cowboys well listen up mr pierre paul that's my game face guys yeah welcome to the weekend gentlemen gotta love week 12 Thank you very much, Mr. Kosick. That is a very scary game face. Now, speaking of weather, here's Peyton Manning with temperature at or below freezing. 25 degrees right now is what it's expected to be at in his career. Nine games, nine touchdowns, 11 picks, just over 220 passing yards per game. Guys nervous at all? Peyton Manning, oh, nervous? you got to bench him now, I guess. you got to bench him. <laughs> You're not allowed to show those statistics because the fa- anytime you use the facts to show that Peyton Manning isn't the greatest of all time, you're a hater. <laughs> All right, let's move on. we got one more game to get to this Friday. Colts and the Cardinals. Andrew Luck is a guy we've talked about the last couple weeks. His playoff schedule, not the best in the business. What are you doing with Andrew Luck this week? I still play him. I understand it's a tough matchup going up against those birds. But you know what? Sometimes, as I've said this many times, your star players have tough matchups, and you just got to roll with it because he'll come out and he'll surprise you. You know what? If he comes out and throws three touchdown passes and you have him on the bench because you wanted to be cute and play some other curtain jerker or mid-card jobber, that's on you. I don't want that. I don't want that responsibility. I want Andrew Luck to just let him play it out. Now, on the other part about having Andrew Luck is even if he doesn't throw for a ton of yards or a ton of touchdowns, he can run for one. You know, he's always liable to get in the end zone with his legs. And if you're playing in a standard league, that's six points instead of four. It's a bonus for you. All right, Fabs, how about Larry Fitzgerald this week? You have to play him. Uh, the Colts defense, if you look at the last four weeks, they've given up a lot of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer hooked up last week for a touchdown against the Jaguars. I say they go for two in a row against the AFC South. 
All right, now let's get to some questions from Fantasy Genius. People have questions for this weekend. We hopefully have the answers. Here's one that comes in that says, I have three open spots. Who do I sit among Matt Forte, Rashad Jennings, D'Angelo Williams, or Andre Brown? Fabs, who does he sit out of that four? Well, D'Angelo Williams. I mean, that's glaring right there. D'Angelo Williams has a great matchup, but... That committee is an absolute mess. It's confusing. That's the guy I'm keeping on the bench. All right, you've just given advice to Henry Hogson, who you're playing against yeah, in the NFL boy. Desk League. He sent that question in, wanted to know. Give advice to your opponent. Handsome Hank, uh, play D'Angelo Williams this week. <laughs> How dare you? All right, let's move on to some other matchups here. These are ones actually we called from Fantasy Genius. Better Week 12 running back to Marco Murray. Or Lamar Miller, who is the better start here? I'm going to start DeMarco Murray. I understand it might be a little bit of a tough matchup, but Lamar Miller is a guy I would like to avoid, especially with the uh, the concerns of the offensive line. So, yeah, DeMarco Murray is the better play. All right, Antonio Brown or Keenan Allen? I'm going with Antonio Brown, and I know he's got that tough matchup with Joe Hayden, but he just tends to get a lot more targets. I have a lot more confidence in him than I do in Allen, who's really been declining the last few weeks. Pierre Garçon or Victor Cruz, Fabs? I'm going with Victor Cruz. The last time he faced the Dallas Cowboys, he had three touchdowns, over 30 fantasy points. The Cowboys' defense can't stop quarterbacks. They can't stop running backs. They can't stop wide receivers. Bottom line, this is a good matchup for Victor Cruz. Phillip Rivers or Eli Manning, right? Where are you going? Like the Giants in 2004, we are going to go with Eli Manning. Archie approves of this move. (laughs) (laughs) Martellus Bennett or Charles Clay? I am going with... Martellus Bennett. Let's go with that one. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I had to think about that, but I think Martellus Bennett's a guy who they really like in the red zone. Clay is just too unpredictable. Yeah, Clay, very especially on Sons of Anarchy, Clay, very unpredictable. <laughs> All right, let's get to some big starts or sits for this week. Hakeem Nicks against the Cowboys rank. Start or sit? Start every receiver for the New York Giants. <laughs> All three of them had 100 yards against the Cowboys last time, so you can start them. Fabs? Uh, Clay isn't unpredictable anymore, by the way. What Reich said. <laughs> All right. I'm going Hakeem Nix with this one. I mean, the, the Cowboys secondary is awful. All right, Danny Woodhead against the Chiefs. I am sitting Danny Woodhead against the Chiefs, and I've been big on him all, all year long, but I think this one makes me a little nervous. PPR League, stardom, standard, eh, not so much. I don't think that you can sit Danny Woodhead. I start him. Can you sit Mario Manningham against the Redskins? Yes. Easily. Oh, yeah. Who, who stuck right. that question in there? <laughs> that was also Henry's Henry's question. Play Mario Manningham. Was that Henry again? That's going to do it for us here on NFL Fantasy Live. Remember, if you missed any of today's shenanigans, be sure to check out our daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast at NFL.com slash podcast, NFL.com slash podcast. We'll see you Sunday morning, 1130 a.m. Eastern on NFL Red Zone with all the latest fantasy news leading up to kickoff. Enjoy. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. 
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.